Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast, and it is my pleasure to introduce you today to Jeff Large. And Jeff and I have so much in common. We said, hey, let's start this recording fast or else we're just going to keep talking off the record and not get anything done. But Jeff, I'm so impressed with you and so happy that you're here because you are a very successful podcast agency CEO um, and and you know, you are in a space that is dear to my heart, and you are also someone doing what I, I love to call profitable happiness. You are in a space where all of your audio tools and your podcast tools and your music, you got your guitar in the back, all the things that make you happy are also part of how you create profit in your life. What a way to live. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing well. Thank you for the very lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Can you tell us a little bit about how you finally arrived at this place in your life where, look at you, you've got your guitar in the background, like me. <laughs> you, you've got your... Unintentional, by the way. I just yeah, happened to you, sit in there. <laughs> you're an audio expert, okay, like I am, and you have found a way to actually put all these things together and create a very successful business. I mean, your agency is a full-service podcast uh, uh, organization. Tell us how you got on this path. Man, uh, that's a pretty loaded question. I'll I'll overview and then feel free to dive in wherever you want to. Yeah. Um, it started, I probably would, I, if I had to pinpoint the beginning, probably in back in high school is when I started getting into music. So I was in bands. Um, funny enough, hardcore bands that used to be like screaming and <laughs> that kind of a thing, uh -huh. which would, nobody would really peg nowadays. Um, played guitar, different things like that. Um, became a teacher. And so I was working with middle schoolers for multiple years. And it was near the end of my teaching career, which was like six or seven years ago now. Um, maybe dates are easier. Around 2012, I started a board game publishing company with my mm -hmm. wife and my cousin. And in order to market the company and give back to the community, we started podcasting um, just because I had all the audio equipment already. And it was through that experience I realized it's like, oh, wow, you can really do some cool stuff with a business or for a business with a podcast. And then after that, I started Come Alive Creative. And at that time, we were just a web development agency and we did a lot of more generic type work, broad work, e-commerce, that kind of a thing. Um, and that was around... Like 2014 ish at that point. And we had a client that I offered for the heck of it. I was like, Would you like us to produce your podcast? And he was like, Sure, let's do it. And it was from that moment that I realized we had something. And so it was roughly probably five years ago now that we basically gutted all of our other services and started offering just podcasting only. And it's evolved into what it is now, where it's the only thing we've been doing for the past several years. We have a team of about, I think we're at, like, we just brought in one new person. So I think we're at about 13-ish people. Um, and we're helping clients go really from like nothing to awesome podcasts. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of agencies that do similar work, but um, we really specialize on, we're working a lot with businesses, with marketing teams that know they want one but they don't fully understand how or they don't have the bandwidth how. And so our team comes in and we really like partnership it together and it works out really well. You know, I want to dive into exactly what the business looks like um, in a little bit here. So, you know, like who your ideal customers are, how you serve them, if you have any methodologies you want to share. But before we get there, if I could, I want to actually take a step back 
into the psychology of this kid who's a musician, right? Who's, you know, got all these dreams like we all have had as musicians. But somehow you find yourself as a service professional using audio, using these transferable skills, right? Mm-hmm. How did you make the transition? Was it very slow? Was it sudden at some point? Was there a defining moment? How did you make the transition from rock star, <laughs> <laughs> rock star to successful business CEO? Yeah, that it's weird. Like, I, I mean, it's one of those things you could like you could sit down and have some adult beverages over for hours and discuss. <laughs> that's what sure. we're doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I left mine upstairs. If that's open water. Um, no, but like, it's hard because so much of this is hindsight and you don't see it coming until it's there. And, and then it's a matter of like, if I have to go really top level and actually psychological look at it, you don't know it until you're in the moment. And then you have to have the courage to do it Mm. because there's like definite points in my career, like I look back and everything I've ever done has absolutely led to what it is now. Like even just one practical example is like I I mentioned, I used to teach literature. So reading, writing to middle school students that has absolutely made me a better business professional, hands down. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine a couple years back. It stands out to me and he's like, Hey, do you regret going to school to be a teacher just based on where you are now? And I was like, heck no, because being able to understand with kids and like young adults who really don't even understand themselves that I need to get you to understand like Beowulf or like these more higher end concepts. And how do I do that? And how do I deconstruct that backwards? There's so much similarity now with working with clients where they're like, we really want to be professionals in the sense, or we need to generate more leads. And it's like looking at those problems and deconstructing backwards. And so there's been so many steps along the way of just having the courage to pick up a guitar, like period, having the courage to go and play publicly for the first time, and then going and recording an album. And like that stuff you mentioned, you you said you've had albums on Billboard top charts and, and different things. I mean, it takes courage to put yourself out there. If you search me, I think you can still find some of my old stuff. I don't talk about it ever. And I actually, I'm debating on just taking it down so people don't get confused with my podcast side of things. Now that like Spotify is this massive podcasting agent at the same time where people get confused. They're going to be like, what is this? <laughs> Who is this Jeff guy? And why is he singing? I thought he was a podcaster. Uh, but there's so much stuff that like, just leads to here. And I can just look back at certain moments and they're going to be different for everybody. But I think the driving force was I never, I never wanted to be like a what if guy. Like I never wanted to look back and go, you know what? I wish I did that or whatever. I'd, I'd rather screw up trying it and taking some risks. And I, I think back to even when I turned in my resignation later, letter for teaching and it's like, I have a family. And at that point we had two kids. My daughter was, one of my daughters was just born at that time. And it was a big risk. Like, it's not like we, we weren't outpacing our income or anything. You always hear these stories where it's like, I was tripling my income. It's like, no, I was making maybe $15 an hour doing web design for a local bakery. <laughs> like we decided to just go for it. And now we're here and it's not always wonder and roses and all this stuff. Like we've definitely had hardships, but to, to have that perseverance and to look for what you want and then go for it. Um, I think it's important. I think it's significant. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Our paths are so similar. It's not even funny. For example, the teaching. I'm also a teacher and, and, and um, you know, I went and got a, a PhD 
in organization management, and I did all those kinds of educational things. Um, but for me, the music always pulled me back. And I think where, where our stories differ a little bit is you want to remove all the references to your music on, pod, or on Spotify so it doesn't confuse people. I've actually found that people find my musical background interesting. And it separates me from every other consultant and coach that, you know, that talks about helping them with marketing or, or with team development or whatever it is, um, you know, I'm selling online because I'm different. So I wonder if maybe, um, maybe you want to look at that and just embrace it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think I find that that resonates with me a little more on the board game side. Okay. Because there's like, I could talk all day about board games. It's just like, it was a big piece of my life for a long time. And so bringing in references or talking about like victory conditions and strategies to get there, like that's an easy way for me to, like you said, sort of stand out from maybe some of the normal marketing jargon or things along those lines. So yeah. it does happen. Um, so yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so Jeff, um, let's talk about you know, kind of where you are now in your business. In fact, you mentioned something about hard times. I actually wanted to start with, you know, what what kinds of places are your ideal clients in, either emotionally or what challenges do they have that you are helping them solve when you bring the podcast expertise? And specifically, does COVID-19 uh, have anything to do with your current business in terms of maybe more people showing up or or any trends that you're seeing uh, in terms of you know your client base okay i'm looking off to the side here on my other monitor because i just pulled up something so i'd get it accurate mm -hmm. um all fantastic questions i i think we've gotten a lot of clarity at the beginning of the year um some understanding or maybe background knowledge if you're familiar with eos um from like gino wickman yeah we started yep. implementing An entrepreneurial that. operating system yep correct so we started implementing that last year at around this time um and that set us up very well to be able to handle COVID appropriately um with just a lot of the uncertainty that happened because we already started building out a lot of clarity with our roles and our systems and things so that helped us keep running and focus on what was the most important um the other thing that we did at the beginning of the year that was really helpful was i looked at every proposal we've ever written and tried to distill down the goals because there's a lot of different views um, in this space within audio and you can kind of apply it out to any medium where it's like whether you want to get into writing like say you want to be blogging say you want to be doing youtube say you want to do audio or podcasting for me a lot of it comes down to goals and based on those goals that's going to help you determine like what are the key performance indicators like what matters how do you know success because it might not be downloads and i had a conversation on a different podcast i was on just recently about some of our clients like downloads are completely irrelevant but their podcasts are wonderfully or wildly successful for their company based on what they're trying to pull off and so it's like some of those things might be thought leadership or authority as a huge one that we always see um, being able to lead, drive leads, so things like clients or sales, networking, so being able to open up new relationships or improve existing relationships. I mean, us right now, like we're hitting it off really well. We've never talked to each other before this moment. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's the best right networking there. thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's like st stuff like that became the goals and understanding those. Then we had a much better understanding of how and who we should be helping. 
And so it's it's a it's slightly evolving. We're at a, you've caught me at a time where we're kind of evolving. Um, but for a long while, for I'd say the past four years, we've really honed in on more of the delivery side of it. Of like we are your full service option, and we work because of that, and because of the the level of product we're bringing to the table, and how much actual strategy comes in behind it. We find ourselves often working with marketing professionals, and so heads of content, CMOS. Um, usually of businesses and, and larger organizations. And then sometimes the sort of halo tier that comes in alongside of that and is sometimes a good fit are established entrepreneurs or established business owners. Um, we have a couple like couple time founders, some more established gentlemen like nearing the ends of their career. And now they're just doing sort of more retirement-esque style projects like a podcast and things along those lines. And so we'll help them. Um, but the piece that we're, like just on the the precipice of of rolling out some courses where we're looking for ways to be able to help more people just because we think this is such a beautiful medium yeah. that we're taking most of our systems and our frameworks that we've developed over the past, like I said, four or five years of working with these individuals and then making them available to people that might not have the budgets to work with us on a full production standpoint. But then I get to tap back into my teaching background and our team is able to really flex their expertise and show people what to do and they can kind of take it and run with it. So that's what we're on the right, right on the cusp of. And that's going to broaden our target audience out a little bit more um, yeah. to probably what it used to be. No, that that's really uh, cool. Actually, it's, it's quite fascinating that you're Again, pulling in your teaching and and, and, and and your audio, and they're all sort of coming together in this big profitable happiness place, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. In fact, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I interviewed once a gentleman named uh, Stephen Westner, um, who wrote a book called, I believe, Profitable Podcasting. Mm -hmm. And he has this concept um, of podcasting as a Trojan horse. Um, which uh, I, I really have enjoyed. It's almost the kind of thing you don't want to tell people in public because then it's no longer a Trojan horse. Everybody knows it. <laughs> but but he was he was saying or he says he teaches that you know podcasting is really the the great way to get in the door of corporations uh, be, because people are listening and they'll form a relationship with you by watching you. I was wondering if you sell or service podcasting as a business development strategy. So, you know, there's either, hey, I want to get to number one on Spotify or iTunes, or there's business development, um, podcasting as a business development tool. Do you also do that or do you do both or? Yeah, I, I mean, I would look at it usually. See, that gets tricky. Um, let me back up maybe a little bit. That gets tricky because it's like most of the time you think you want something, but you're really trying to solve for something else. And mm. so you might feel like you want a number one podcast. And then I forget where you originally heard this. I don't know if it was like on a Tim Ferriss episode or something where it's like, you ask why at least three times. I was like, mm. well, why? And you start to drill down and that's what gets back to some of those goals that I listed to begin with. And so it's like, to me, if your goal, if you say your goal is a top ranking podcast, if you say like, I want to be in the top 10 of business management, well, why? it's probably because some of those things I already said, they want to be an authority. They really want to start generating those leads. Um, looking at some of these other things, maybe teacher, like if you want to teach or educate, um, yeah. we have another client who we know they're successful because they're, it's what I consider the, the entertainer. And it's somebody who wants to do more mass or broad influence around an idea or a concept um, and those kinds of things. 
and so it's not so much if somebody just came to us and was like, Hey, I have to be the top ranked podcast. I'm probably gonna be like, I'm not the best fit for you. (laughs) But if somebody has enough like awareness of, Hey, we need to accomplish these things. then I can go awesome. Let's see how audio can help. Because for me, it absolutely is such a unique medium and it lends itself to so many other things. It can get recycled or repurposed into transcripts and writing and visuals and i mean it's like it's crazy how like visual audio can be um, and and these different factors and so it opens up this world and that's i think where i'd lean into maybe that trojan horse analogy of it's it often becomes the tip of the spear for a lot of the campaigns we run whether they're more marketing focused or more business development focused yeah you know tip of the spear is a little more of a dangerous analogy (laughs) Because <laughs> it could actually hurt you, the spear, you know. But, well, the no, horse full of, of uh, saying, warriors isn't very, very yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always afraid of saying Trojan horse because I don't want people to think there's some sinister reason for doing podcasts. In, in fact, I like video podcasts because I, I can take snippets from every podcast, and I do this quite a lot, and mm-hmm. share them on LinkedIn or YouTube. Um, and just generate content marketing. I don't do any blogs. I don't write anything anymore. I just use my podcast. And it's a great way to just get your word out there, your face out there, your name out there. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, recently had a gentleman, um, I'll just give the company, they're based out of South Africa. The company is Nice Work. They do a really nice job with the repurposing in that way. And this is something you and I were chatting a little bit beforehand. I purposely have avoided video. Um, We've done it internally. And that's great and all, but for me, it's like to do video well just takes a lot more consideration between lighting and the correct cameras and the investment and just both in like editing it after the fact. Um, It's just more than I want to take on right now. And so we've intentionally focused only on the audio side, but I think you're 100% right. If you have the capabilities to do these things and to capture it in a way that it looks good and um, for sure, you're going to have just even more resources that you're going to be able to tap into and share and break out and be able to reuse in the, the ways that we're talking about. So so um, I'm looking at your website here, comealivecreative.com, which by the way, love your website. Um, what what uh, drove you to uh, create the name Come Alive? Um, <laughs> Naming is tough. <laughs> like, like you always, like you just, you know, you're going to keep it for a long time. It's like anytime you name your children, you're like, what kind of weird names are they going to call them in high school? And yeah. Like, <laughs> Like so, all that stuff. How did you be... come alive? How did you? How did you? I was about to say, how did you come alive with this name? How did you create "Come Alive"? You know. Okay. Yeah. the The name originally came from a quote I read out of I forget Thurlow. I don't. I don't remember. I'm. I'm sorry, person that said this, <laughs> but it was from. I, it was a. Some he quoted it in the book Wild at Heart, mm. and it was near the end, and he said, um, "What the world needs." Or don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive because mm. what pe- the world needs is people who have come alive. And that was like really at that point and really still now is like very much the essence. And it kind of goes back into the whole what if thing I was saying yeah. earlier too. And it's like very easy to look around and go, okay, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Um, but what we, what we need is humans who are fully alive. And to, to see you doing a podcast like you are really focusing on like, not only just happiness, but what are the things that we get to do and go out and serve in capacities that really make us truly come alive? Because every every day is not happy and joyous all the time. Like sometimes it's just a straight grind because work is still work. But 
absolutely, I'd rather take the ups and downs of doing something like this opposed to a nine to five and vice versa. There's other people that might feel completely the opposite where they're 100% alive in their nine to five and it would be a nightmare for them to try to do something like we're doing. And so yeah. it's that kind no, of, I, I can't tell you like this topic right here that you've, you've, you've alluded to, I could talk about it for years, <laughs> not just hours. This to me, <laughs> lots if, of, if lots of adult beverages. That, What'd you say? I said lots of adult beverages. Oh yeah, <laughs> lots of adult one. beverages. Yeah, for that. Yeah, if I were to say the one thing that that um, I've learned in my life, it is this particular lesson, which is, I mean, what's the point? Like all of us have this very finite, short <laughs> period of time to be on this planet. What's the point not being happy? What's the point not finding what makes you come alive? You know. And then pursuing that to its logical conclusion. You know, I've been watching recently The Crown. I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix. I've, I've heard really good things about oh, it. Oh, it's actually a really good show. But the thing about The Crown is this is the Queen of England and her family. These are the luckiest people on the planet. And some of them are incredibly unhappy. Mm -hmm. How do you get there? You, you got all the stuff. Mm -hmm. But where is the happiness? So I think for you and me and, and most people, um, the best strategy to, to get through this thing called life, as Prince would say, <laughs> if you're into, into the music of Prince, is, is to find what makes you happy and then implement it. But let me get off my soapbox. Back to, back to you and your view of transforming the things that you've taken to, to, uh, that, that make you happy, to bring them into business. Tell us more about that link for you, um, the whole link between coming alive and making a business out of it and, and yeah. how that struggle has been because I, so it's a struggle for everyone really yeah i think i think something that is really important to touch on um that might alter a little bit from what you're asking i still view this i've, I've had that conversation before where it's like follow your passions and and i'm gonna be honest that i don't always believe that because i do probably believe more strongly that work is work at the end of the day. And no matter how much you love it, it's still hard. This is honestly one running this business has probably been one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life, yeah. but it's also one of the most fulfilling to be able to do this. And, and I just had a wonderful conversation. I just wrapped up a, a consulting job with a, a gentleman who was working with for three months, made some really great strides and he was extremely grateful and happy. And like, that's very life-giving to hear those things that I was able to help another person. But there is an element of this that outside of the business, the fact that I work from home and even going back to what you said about COVID, like it's opened up possibilities for me that I never would have had being at school teaching all the time. Like before when I was a teacher, I was working easy, like 50, 60 hour weeks. Um, I have a family of three right now. We have three kids um, ranging pretty big ranges. We have a 15 year old, an eight year old, and then a nine month old right now. And wow, congratulations. The, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And so the business has allowed me to be present to my family. It's like allowed me to, it's allowed me so many graces in a lot of different ways, especially during these times when I absolutely feel for people that are stuck in these positions or maybe like within say the, the restaurant industry um, who are, are facing hard times or uh, people on the healthcare front, we have several friends that are like in where I'm located, we have a couple big hospital chains. And so we have a lot of friends in healthcare. Um, and so going back to what you said about that, like kind of fulfillment and happiness, 
it's not just what I'm doing in the business. It's what the business has allowed me to do, if that mm. makes sense. And I can be more present to my family and my community and my team and my clients because of the flexibility and some of the opportunities that this, this come alive thing has created for me, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, and, and, and what I love about our conversation, Jeff, even though we only just met today is we're, we're, we're back and forth guys. Like we'll, we'll take it. We'll, we're not afraid to, to, to push it in different directions. And I love how you said that um, sometimes you push back on the whole follow your passion thing. Um, and I've struggled with that too, because, you know, people just throw that around. Yeah. If you believe in something, then do it or follow what you believe in. It's like, come on, let's, can, let's live in the real world. But there's another aspect of that that is so powerful. And I think it speaks to what you said, which is your business allows you to do certain things right now. Okay. Now the question is, would you still have the business that allows you to do certain things if you were driving, um, long distance, truck driving or something right now. You'd be gone from your home all the time and you wouldn't be using your audio skills, which you're an expert at. You wouldn't be using your music skills, your teaching skills. You'd just be driving this truck. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the reason I bring up that point is because for me, being in the corporate world as an employee was like driving a truck. Mm -hmm. I was terrible at the politics. I, I just couldn't survive. I was, I would come home shaking, like <laughs> from just anxiety of just not wanting to be in those big political places. And then once I got out of that environment and started to be an entrepreneur, started to use my music, started to use the things I love to do, I found myself and I became more successful. Mm -hmm. So I think we're both saying the same thing, just in slightly different yeah. ways, you know? I, th I think the maybe maybe one of the defining qualities instead of this is something I, I don't know why it keeps coming up but it keeps coming up in a lot of my conversations it's very another one another commonly thrown around thing is balance like find a work-life yeah work-life kind of yeah, yeah. all this balance and uh, that's another one for me personally that i've just kind of come to reject because i don't think it's balance i think what we need is to live in the tension and you have these two opposites like you said and it's very easy for the listener to listen to what you're saying or what I'm saying and say, oh, I need that. But until we start to actually look at ourselves and go, what do I need? Like, how am I even going like, not to tell my own name again, but to go back to like, what makes me come alive? I know plenty of people who are way, I have a very, very good designer friend of mine and he tried doing his own thing for years and struggled so hard with it. Yeah. And then he went and actually got a job at a really nice firm and he just killed it there. He did so great because he was no longer had the admin and sales and all this stuff to worry about. He could just go and create. And there's more and more people. I don't know if we're starting to come out of a swing, like maybe a little bit of a swing back away from the whole like entrepreneur-esque big drive that we've really been in for the past several years. And so yeah. it's easy to put either one up on a pedestal. And I just... I think it's irrelevant. Like you find your place in the tension of all of it and it, what looks good for you and makes you really come alive. Isn't necessarily the same thing for Joe or Sally or whoever else. And so it's, it's finding your place in the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. In fact, that that's what profitable happiness means for me. Every one of us has a different thing that makes us happy or a different environment where we can be happy. And as you, you're correctly saying, some people are excellent for these corporate environments and do very well there. Just not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I can't say that would be my cup of tea either. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just not me. I mean, it's like, sorry. <laughs> right on. Um, Jeff, 
tell us what you're most excited about. Do you have any projects coming up and, um, you know, that you're excited about sharing and, and how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more, maybe become a client of yours? Yeah, I would say the thing that I'm most excited about, and hopefully you've gotten a gist that I'm not a huge like sales guy, and I'm genuinely excited about this one. I've been working uh -huh. with, um, I'll go ahead and plug him, uh, Greg Hickman and Alt Agency. Um, they specialize in automation and helping you take one-to-one -one style services where your, your individual or your agency is servicing a single client at a time and broaden it out to one-to-many. And so... Through working with him, we've been able to come up with the course that I mentioned earlier um, that we'll be launching at, at the time of this recording. Uh, we, we're just on the 1st of December, um, probably mid-December it should be live by then. Um, and we'll be doing our beta test version of all of it. And so it's like being able to take out what we've learned as a team and teach more people um, that I'm excited. Like I've already had a couple conversations. I have a few people that have signed up already, um, people who are like, say, a past past prospect that maybe it just didn't line up on the finances or the timing. Um, they're going to be joining us and it's already like a super cool roster. I love my team a lot. And so it's going to be like a new, a new chapter for us to be able to take on these things. Um, and just the fact that my, my team is killer. I can't like tote them enough of just even keeping everything that we have, like all our existing full service clients, like they're all super happy right now because my team is just amazing and they've allowed me to kind of focus on this other side. Um, so that's what I'm most happy about. And then in general, if you want to learn more about our company, um, comealivecreative.com is the best place. And then me personally, just my site will be probably getting a, an update sometime soon here, jefflarge.com. Is it already up? Yep. Yeah, it's it's been up for a long time. Um, I just need to update some things and it's it's on my docket for 2021. Yep. And of course, we'll have um, links to your LinkedIn um, page as well. Yeah, LinkedIn or Twitter. Like in terms of I don't I don't want to give everybody like a million things to do, but I'm I'm probably most active on Twitter and I keep I'm on the fence with LinkedIn. I, I should be more active there. I just don't like it that much yet. So yep. <laughs> we'll yep. see. No, I, I hear you. I'm the other way around. For me, it's tw Twitter yeah. is the one I just I can't get my hands around Twitter. <laughs> right on. I love Twitter, man. I get so many I've met so many crazy people, like just in a good way, uh, on there. <laughs> and then now LinkedIn, I'm like slowly warming up to the the idea that it could work. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, I just want to say I really enjoyed learning more about you and I just share you sharing your expertise. I think uh, I think that the, the world is going to need uh, your podcast services for quite a long time. You know, I think uh, hopefully. <laughs> well, no, this is a new this is the new frontier and, and it's not going away. And, and thank you for being being here to share that. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you having me on the show. This has been a, a fun conversation. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.